Every episode is the Super Bowl. Of the pod? Absolutely. of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith along with... Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Listen, listen, listen. Do you know why this podcast is a great podcast already? There are two, there are two reasons why this podcast is a great because podcast. Because I brought more energy than I have uh, in the intro? No, 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 absolutely not. You're perfect in every way. Don't ever change Because it. we have coffee. Uh, coffee is delicious. No. The primary reason why is because we actually took the time to watch Aston Villa Norwich so no one else had to. <laughs> That's why this is a great podcast. I I thought we were going to talk on the schedule we were going to talk about them last. Well, they deserve to be talked about last. I'm just saying we did a public service for every other citizen of the world by actually looking to see if anyone's worth playing in fantasy soccer. Did anyone like would anyone have cared if they didn't play that game? Mm, no, not even Aston Villa or Norwich fans. There were no one in the seats. There were so many blue and maroon seats that were empty. Did people come to see if <laughs> Lescott is an alien? <laughs> it's, is Julian Lescott, Brian, an alien? And that's my first question. And I have an, uh, a follow-up question for you. I, I don't want to say an answer to that question. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Plain and safe. All right, that's fine. My second question is this. If Lescott's forehead and Peyton Manning's forehead had a fight, who would win? <laughs> it would be a draw at least. At See, least? I give the edge to Lescott for the hair knob that he has. What going is he's in got a front. jerry curl halfway back on his head, surrounded by continents of weird fuzzy hair <laughs> that it, but it's all like halfway back on his head he has like a, a half helmet and this is going to go completely over the line i'm just going to take it way too far but are his eyes sort of off to the sides of his face the amount of space is between his eyes is not normal <laughs> hence the alien sam cassette he and sam Cassell are from the same gene pool brian is our hr department and his face says we've gone too far <laughs> so maybe, maybe we should uh, get to some. Soccer. Let's let's get to the matches All themselves, right. and we have to start with the league leaders. First versus second. It was an amazing, amazing match to watch. It was an amazing, an amazing sight match. to behold. Uh, Leicester City winning at Manchester City, three to one. Uh, I'm not sure anyone predicted that scoreline, uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to see. It was a ton of fun, and. Uh, you know, and what was awesome about it is it was the first game of the day, too. So when you wake up, I was excited. I was excited to wake up. I typically am excited to wake up and watch the matches. But to see that one, uh, I was really, really excited. Uh, Mares uh, and Huth scored the goals for Leicester City. Robert Huth scored two goals in this match. Uh, and I have to admit, my first thought was, oh, one match wonder, Robert Huth. Right. Sniping goals from the actual goal scorers on the team. And then I looked at his points and I realized he's been consistent for the majority of the year. Huth has been really good. His last five games, 15-2-7-7-19. I'm buying that. I, I did buy him. <laughs> Me too. Actually, I did too. Yeah. One week too late, but I bought him. I agree. It is one week too late. Well, Robert Huth, first of all, uh, when Heath Miller retires from the Pittsburgh Steelers, sure. perfect replacement, perfect name to slide into the Steelers stadium, going straight from Heath to, to Huth. Huth. Yeah. I can hear it already. Yeah. Uh, I think at his price, at $6.20 currently, ESPN according score. to ESPN's mm -hmm. current valuation, you got to say for somebody like uh, he he's in the same goal or he's in the same price range uh, as Scott Dan, uh, John Stones also valued at that same price. How does Stones that Dave, price? Over, Dave over your price, yeah. your guy 
uh, Murdasacker also at the same price. Why would anyone own that guy either? At six dollars and twenty cents. So he's one to have. Is is your point? I mean, isn't he yeah. some, something like sixth among defensive scoring for the season? Sixth and sixth and defensive. Which scoring. I am not a fan of looking at the overall scoring. That can be a very skewed statistic. You can get someone who scored well in the first half of the year, and they're not on. Uh, and they're not in form right now, and so they're not worth having. But Robert Huth has been, he's one who's up there overall, and he's up there right now. He's in form right now, obviously scoring two goals. Do not expect that to happen again this coming weekend with uh, a match against Arsenal. Really don't even expect him to score two goals again in a match this season. Mm-hmm. But he's going to score points in the defense. Can I, can I just say something? Like, we keep waiting for Lister to drop off. It's not going to happen, For, no. for Morez not. to stop, yep. for Vardy. Vardy did not score... This game, but I don't know how he did it. Uh, agreed. I agree. Agreed. He, he and Okazaki have Lister, some kind of uh, it's weird like they connection. Have this endless energy that they show up with every week, and they just say we are going to out energy you, and into submission, and like it's just this suffocating pressure that they just put you on for most of the game. I want to say this: one of the most amazing things I learned this week was this. Right, <clears throat> next next year, the Cleveland Browns have the worst odds in the entire NFL to win a Super Bowl next year. The odds are already out. Vegas has the odds out. 200 to 1. Okay, Cleveland, 200 to 1 to win the, the Super Bowl. The next closest NFL team is 60 to 1. So hmm. Cleveland is literally out there on its own island. Do you know what Lister was to start the year this year? Odds to win the Premier League? 5,000 to 1. <laughs> a $10 bet. Get you fifty thousand dollars, Brian. What the heck? It's the it's the time machine question. You would go back in time. Oh my gosh! This has what's the guy's name? This is back, to, back the to the future. Yeah, this is Marty Biff? McFly written all is that his over name? it. Did I get that right? Biff Tannen. Biff, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. sports almanac. I mean, you'd have to really seriously consider. You have the time machine. Do you go? Do you go back in time and kill Hitler, or do you go back and put a bet in on Leicester City? Un- Toss up. Unbe- and granted, they haven't won it yet, so maybe they don't. In yeah. fact, I, so I heard this stat. So, someone in the media found this stat. It wasn't me. I'm just copying. And then, but so, someone also found out that from one of the bookies, someone put a ten pound bet on listings. So they on are those odds. In, <laughs> they're on pace to in win fact, fifty thousand pounds. In fact, bet. the bookie who gave him those odds called, contacted him up. And asked if he'd take three thousand pounds right now to scrub the bet, and obviously I'm like, come on, if you're if you yeah, have absolutely, I'm taking it. No, 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 but listen, it, if you could win, he's got fifty thousand. That's enough for two Liverpool season tickets. <laughs> another another sensitive subject. I like that. Though. Sorry, Wait, sorry. Yeah, enough about right, the odds. Right. So Vardy's last couple. Vardy didn't score his last five games: three, two, seven, eleven, and three. Yeah. Obviously, he's still someone worth having in your lineup. Yeah, you got to play him. He, yeah, he's again. If he was on any, if he was on Manchester City, if he was Sergio Aguero, even with those last five game scores, we would still say play him. He's do worth you, playing. Do you know who significantly has outscored Vardy and Mares the last five games? Robert Huth. I know. Like significantly have outscored. But that goes against all common sense because mm-hmm. Leicester City doesn't put up clean sheets. Like you think clean sheets, you think Manchester United. Yeah. You think Southampton right now. You don't think Leicester City. You think, think, Leicester think they, City, you think 3-2 win. That's what you think. 3-1 yeah. in this case. They didn't get a clean sheet in this match. No, and yet no. here he is putting up big points Thankfully, in the back. I needed Aguero to get a goal. <laughs> I needed something out well, of this game. Well, so that yeah. takes us to Manchester City then. Sergio Aguero scoring the goal. Uh, David Silva, by all accounts, looks like he's out for at least the rest of this month. Uh, that could be a hit to some fantasy lineups. He hasn't been doing well, honestly, in my opinion. If, if he's, he's been, been hurt. He's if been, he's been in your lineup, shame on you uh, because you weren't paying attention. But I can I can see, if, you know, listen, there's a lot of games going on. You might not have known that he was hurt. So take that advice for what it's worth and understand that he is going to be out with an injury. And the other thing is, too, Okay, and we've said this before. Uh, City, City did, obviously didn't look good in this game. No, not a they bit. They did not look good last week against Sunderland. In fact, should have lost. Correct. And right. save the Aston Villa game about three weeks ago where they won 4 nothing, And again, it was against Villa. City has looked horrible. So now now they, they um, uh, Silva's out. And he has sort of been an engine for them. 
They are waiting. De Bruyne is out. Solo looked very good. Until he, until he got yes. I, I think he's finally had a few games coming back from his other injury. And it's sort of a shame now that, that he is going to be out for another month. He's one of those guys. He's a role, not a role player. I don't want to minimize. Like, he's very important to Manchester City. Uh, and, but he's never been one to put up major fantasy points himself. But what he does is is provides opportunity for other Manchester City players to put up points. So you could see in his absence a drop-off among any of those guys uh, from Aguero back to the midfield and the goal-scoring opportunities that, that they might see. They're not going to get as many opportunities because Silva's is, is out. I just don't know. If I, I don't know who... I mean, Brian, what's, oh, what are the City players are you looking to play? Well, that's what I was going to ask. I, I don't know. I mean, already, they're so, everyone is so highly valued. I mean, even... Is it, Yaya is it, Torre, seven dollars and sixty cents. I'm not spending money. That doesn't make any sense. The scores sense have been horrible. Raheem Sterling at six. He doesn't see the field. Six ninety. He doesn't see the pitch at all. He he doesn't play. He's been benched. Exactly. He and might so, he might get in some playing time now that Silva's out because you got to true. shuffle something around. I don't know who's going to play. Who's going to play that center mid if because De Bruyne had played it and Silva mm-hmm. had played it and now they're both out. Maybe yeah. maybe this is. Your worst nightmare, Scott, Raheem Sterling's time to be the maybe. facilitator. And maybe, I think, maybe it, it. I don't think it's in his nature. I think you have a better chance of Pep Guardiola coming in into the squad right now. Absolutely, suiting up to fill fill that role. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So a little advanced scouting for his. If it makes any difference, maybe with if Vincent Company returning. You say it again, Vincent. <laughs> It's Vincent Company. It's Vincent Company. If he comes back, I mean, he's training this week, they, and and the you know the Daily Mail report shows them in so-called good spirits and in, in practice during the week. If he returns, he's he's also very expensive. I'm not wouldn't advocate necessarily bringing him right back they? in anyway. But but obviously he was the in a way the defensive difference for them. Yeah. It seemed to be pretty. I think you raise a really good point, though. If you pay attention to the league, or if you pay attention to this podcast, you will have plenty of other players at a better value that you can play than just about anyone on Manchester City. Company's still the most expensive defender. And he hasn't played in weeks. hasn't touched the field in forever, exactly. All right. Uh, One more guy. Yes. Christian Fuchs from Leicester. Okay. Also very good. He's also been very good. Seemed to be a lot more of a, uh, as far as a, Involved in in set pieces, he took the he had the assist on one of the Hooth goals, the second Hooth yeah. goal. Yeah, he is a little bit. He's one. He's ten cents more, six point three uh, compared to Hooth. He's but more expensive than Hooth. He is more expensive than Hooth, and that's and it's Hooth's goals. Goals. His goals make him more valuable. You know, it's it, that's where he has scored more points. Than Fuchs, but, but Fuchs has been more. It seems to be more involved in the actual. Fa- you raise a good facilitator. Point. Yeah, he's the guy going forward. He, he, he's the, the the fullback who's getting down the sidelines and making crosses and being dangerous. Two assists in his last five. He's got you know it's. And there have been matches where we've said, "How is Lester doing this?" And I'm not saying Fuchs is the answer, but but I'm saying it's it's a full squad effort. And so he's one of those guys you could put him in there, and he might be the one to score two goals against. Um, I don't know. Who are they playing? Arsenal. <laughs> They're definitely playing Arsenal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're wearing the red today, by the way. I am. Yeah. I am. It's not in one of my Gunner jerseys, but yeah. I'm not a full kit wanker. But um, you know, it, <laughs> just a uh, half half kit. I just colors. I'm wearing the colors today <laughs> in, in preparation for the game. All right, moving on. Second match. Not a lot to say about this one, but it was uh, it was looked like it was going to be great on paper. Tottenham won Watford nil. Kevin, is it Kevin? I can't remember. It's Trippier. Kieran. Kieran. Kieran, Kieran Trippier. Oh, scored the goal. Starts with a K. Kieran mm-hmm. Trippier. He thought he was playing right winger the whole game, not full, not right mm-hmm. fullback. He was. Either, either Watford just had no one attacking on the right side, so Trippier just realized that he had no responsibilities and was just continuing to go up. He looked dangerous all game. Uh, he hasn't played. I mean, this is a guy who for uh, who did he play with last year? Forgive me, I, I should I should know, but he's one of those guys who's playing with a, a mid to lower uh, table team 
Tottenham signed him. And this is kind of the first time he's gotten a look with Kyle Walker and Danny Rose getting most of the Tottenham starts all year. This is Trippier's first uh, first start, I believe. He was uh, with Burnley when they got relegated Burnley. last year. That's right, that's right. Um, excellent, excellent call, Scott. So, uh, interesting. I did expect more. Um, Tottenham, Tottenham looked to dominate most of the game. They did, and Deli Ali did register that assist. He put the cross through that Trippier scored on, um, which which was helpful for Ali owners. The um, the other guy, Christian Eriksen, obviously again his value comes in set pieces, and uh, and so you know when you're when when goals are being scored in the run of play, Ali is the guy that's usually scoring the points on those, which is what happened again here. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you the guys from Watford that stood out for me? Yeah. And those are the guys that stood out for me from Interesting. Watford. Yeah. So there was, a, and there were no edits there, by the way, in case you're wondering what you missed. You missed nothing. That's the point. I, I just, I, I just wrote the team. Normally, I'll write down player names as I'm, as they stand out to me during the during the match. You know, as as I notice them. All I did with this one is I just put down Watford because I had no players to put down. I did. I didn't have many down. I, I did note Igahala's last games. He's only had. <clears throat> um, He's had a standard three points in the last four out of five games with ten uh, two games ago. Deeney continues to – he had one point in the game. He, continues. he did. He came in in the second half off yeah. the bench. Do you make anything of him not starting in this no, match? No, I don't know if he just picked up they, a knock yeah, or whatever. They had said he did Trained. not pass a late fitness test, so he didn't start, but he did come in. Same with Ollie, who was sick. Ollie who, was sick, right. Who then comes in. Yeah. Both of those guys, I'm sure that – didn't help Watford so, to have Dini out for a while, and then he, when he did finally come in, the one dangerous moment for Watford was later in the game with Dini and Agallo, and Agallo uh, had a shot blocked. They had a connection. It's yeah, funny. It was funny to me. So normally, when you when <clears throat> when the game start and you realize, holy crap, Ali's on the bench, and like, and you, you didn't notice, you didn't pay attention that maybe he was sick. One of the worst things that can happen is then they get subbed in. Because in the second half, because you're probably only going to get one point from it. Mm-hmm. It's better if he doesn't play, so then one of your subs can come <laughs> off the bench and get subbed in. Right. But what does Ollie do? He comes in and still gives you an assist. Yeah, it's, like, it's pretty sweet. This yeah. guy continues. He's on a roll. you got to play him. He's he a must play. He's on a roll. Vardy, Ali, must plays. Ali, Erickson, Kane, Alderweireld, all all quality plays. All look to play. There's another guy, and I, I can't believe I, I, I missed it in my notes. Vertonghen's been out the last two games. There is a guy, who, this is so dumb, I shouldn't even brought it up because I don't know his name, who has started in his place, but he has seven points the last two two weeks because of Tottenham's clean sheets, and he is dirt. Ben dirt. Davies. No, no, it's not Ben Davies. Ben Davies, is, uh, it, it's a center back. I've never even heard this guy's name before. This is so dumb, I shouldn't have brought it up. But bottom line is, just I brought it up for this. Kevin Wimmer? Yes, Kevin Wimmer. So his last two games, seven and seven, from the clean sheets. And I just bring that up because Vertonghen's going to be out, I think, for two or three more weeks at least. Um, and uh, Wimmer is dirt cheap. And if you look at Tottenham's upcoming schedule, they're playing City this weekend. But if it's the City that showed up against Lister, that doesn't scare me. Then they have Swansea at West Ham and Arsenal. And I'm just saying, if you're looking for like a, a bench defender just to have in there, Wimmer's playing and he's scoring. So if you have a defender that might not play and, and, and you know you kind of got surprised by it or, or or something, Wimmer is a great bench player to have currently. I'm gonna go ahead and write that down. That's you, a great. No, that's a great note because sometimes when you put all the value into your first eleven, you you you're scraping the bottom of the barrel to put guys on your cheap. bench, mm-hmm. and. It's a huge bonus if those if those guys on your bench, dirt chief, are in the lineup yeah. and are just putting up points just through their presence. Yeah. That's not always easy to find. He's that's a great that's a great great comment. One other note I had, and Scott, this goes to your fact that no Watford player was worth mentioning. Loris had zero saves. Wow. Watford had seven shots on goal, zero saves for Loris. Mm-hmm. So in other words, he could have not been playing. And, and done better. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have mattered. The other thing I had was this, very surprising. You know who the number two scorer go- goalkeeper is for on the season? And it's, I know you don't like to look at the entire season stat. Mm-hmm. This show, I just bring this up because it caught me off guard. Gomez. Mm-hmm. Gomez. From Watford is the second 
leading I don't know. scorer how many, for goalkeepers. How many points, though, do you attribute to the mouthpiece? And the grin? And the grin. I just, I don't dislike Corelia Gomez. I like him a lot. His smile annoyed me during that match. He just kept smiling. I can't tell if he's smiling or if the mouthpiece is just like too big for his mouth and he's trying to breathe through his mouth so it looks like he's smiling. So you're saying he's a mouth breather. That's not better. Well, sometimes it's, you know, it's cold. England is 40 degrees outside. Your nose gets stopped up. You're breathing. I think Watford was the one place that was not raining. I don't think it could have been that terribly cold. Oh, Watford man. was the one place. It was, the weather looked terrible uh, on TV. I but think you make a, a good point. Gomez is a quality keeper play. You know, he gave up it one goal. It just surprised here, me. I just didn't expect him to see him, Gomez, second in the ranks for goalkeepers. I yeah. just didn't expect he, that. He's not cheap. I think maybe the smiling, though. I mean, he had eight saves uh, and one they were really, nice, and nice really quality trip yeah. on on Harry Kane that he got away with. <laughs> he did get away with. How did that, that happen? Is, that would make me smile if I had gotten away with It wasn't even just it. like it, he went through the back of his legs. I'm shocked yeah. that wasn't called for a penalty. That would have been a great point. I mean, that, that hurts Kane owners, obviously, because yeah. that was an opportunity that went for by. Kane also good still. He is. Yeah. He didn't score, but he he's going to had a really point blank chance on a on a long pass. Yeah. Kind of later on, and yeah. booted it a little bit. But. All uh, right. Should, should we move on to the next game? Next game. <laughs> I've just been wanting to do oh, that geez, the entire time. That scared me. <laughs> it's the gavel. We start doing that every time when we change games. Listeners, you've been warned. Uh, Southampton. And West Ham, the next one we want to talk about. Southampton getting the win 1-0. The goal going to... Yoshida. Yoshida. Because everyone planned on that. <laughs> Brian, I don't even... Brian planned on it. No, he did. <clears throat> Not even a little bit. Uh, no one did. Listen, yeah, there weren't a lot of points to be gained in this match. It was kind of disappointing, actually, because once Victor Wanyama went off, which, by the way, I don't know why you would own him, but this was his third red card, which means he's now suspended for the next five matches. He's a big player for them. And, and this is where I do think it might matter a little bit. And I know I jumped in on you. Forrester again. Clean sheet. Clean sheet. I started him this week um, as he burned me the week before. Mm. But uh, Forrester, his fifth start and five clean sheets. That's pretty mm -hmm. impressive. I think Waniyama, though, has a lot to do with that. He is a huge interference playing that defensive um, midfield role in front of their defense. And I just wonder, um, I am slightly concerned. My eyebrow, as someone I know says this, my eyebrow is raised about the fact that, uh, listen, that Waniyama non-starts, I couldn't even think of the, the words, coming up. Uh, might affect uh, Forrester a little bit. Certainly possible. Uh, the natural replacement for Wanyama is Oriel Romeu. Uh, I don't think he's someone worth having, but he is a natural replacement, so it's possible there'd be maybe a little drop-off there. Romeu has been waiting for a chance to show his stuff. He played against Arsenal and played well. Yeah, I, I think that it might it might work out for them uh, because bottom line is, as long as Romeu is not getting... Red cards like Wanyama, they're going to have 11 on the pitch. That's better than 10. Mm, every time. <laughs> every time. Now, the ones, the, the, the guys who were disappointing for me were everyone on West Ham. Mm -hmm. They Every Especially once in a while. the 10 men. Once they went down to 10 men, you would have thought, okay, great. I'm glad I played Payet. I'm glad I played Valencia. I'm glad I played Cuyate. I'm glad I played Antonio. Antonio. All the guys that we talked about and gushed over for the last couple of weeks. Every once in a while, I've noticed about once a month, West Ham just completely lays an egg. Well, they did, but Southampton's been really good defending five clean sheets in a row. We should have changed the name of the podcast to the We Should Take Our Own Advice <laughs> podcast because I looked at it ahead of time and did the same thing apparently a lot of people did, which is remained true to young Jack Butland, mm. whose ownership is at 30 Currently yeah, at 30 percent, and it will get to him did eventually. You, did but, you play but, him again? Oh, I did not. Oh. I played Ben Foster from oh. West Brom. But the the point is that it was the last chance you could have you could have swapped out prior to the game Jack Butland, and probably earned a a, a, a dime or a, a dime or two, or yeah. 
and still gotten Fraser Forster. It would have been it was the last was, chance to do that because now the the window is over and, and now, now Jack Butlin is closed. worth minus one hundred thousand. So Butlin lost. <laughs> oh yeah, lost he's now he lost value Fraser Forster now probably gained the max, which is point three. Yeah, the question has been: Is this guy must buy? Kind of the uh, how much longer can this go on? And and sure enough, there, there it goes continuing on. Southampton's playing at Swansea next week. Could be another clean sheet. Could be they, absolutely. Swansea's tough. At, they, they're they're trending upward, and they're going to be at home. So it it will not be as easy as it may seem on the surface. You know, sixteenth place Swansea uh, against a seventh place Southampton, but. There's opportunity for another clean. I, I, he, I, you play him until he, until the streak stops. I wasn't in, <clears throat> was not anticipating much from Antonio. I had Antonio this week. His last five games: three, three, six, ten, and three. Before those, though, he also had a nine and a ten. I think he is one of the more dangerous um, West Ham players. Payet has has cooled down. His last five games: eleven, three, three, four, and three. Um, Valencia and Antonio for me. Seem to be the guys to own. I almost picked up Valencia this week. I didn't. Um, I went with a phobie because I was changing some things around. Uh, West Ham's next four games. At Norwich, Sunderland, Tottenham at Everton. Tottenham's the only one that, that concerns you defensively because they're typically pretty good. There are goals absolutely at Norwich. There's goals with them playing Sunderland, Sunderland at yeah. home. And there will be at Everton as well. So... I, I, if you, I'm definitely holding my West Ham players, and yes. I kind of expected mm-hmm. a three uh, from Antonio this week because they're playing Southampton and and Forrester. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I'll say is the Southampton defenders, their values have to be pretty good. They're because, ridiculously expensive, but they've but obviously but they've been well producing. Worth it. But they've been producing. Um, James Ward-Prowse again is just another name, Southampton name that has been. Has been pretty good. Obviously, did not score, um, and you know I'm probably not playing Pele and Austin going forward, but possibly just guys to keep an eye on. But currently, Austin did come in off the bench and had a, had an opportunity to put a goal in the net. Uh, just sent it wide. Uh, so you know he he is someone who even in a bench role could could still provide value, but it's going to be uh, kind of a toss up at this point. I had Virgil Van Dyke for a good long, uh, long stretch of the, wow. <laughs> for a good long stretch of the, uh, of the season. The first segment uh, bailed on him a little a while ago. Did not, did not keep him just because their form got so bad. But he and um, Fonte, yeah, are both Fonte. are both yeah very. Well, they're both in the top. Yeah, I bought players. I bought early on Jose Font and and I've just kept him and kept him in there and so that has obviously He's been been, been helpful. Yeah. So that, you know, but at this point, you know, like you said his value's only gone up alongside his his back four mates. Um another guy that's uh in that guy to get cheap maybe now uh Ogbana, Angelo Ogbana from mm-hmm. from West Ham. Uh did you want to comment on nope. Ogbonna? Okay. Nope. Uh, <coughs> Don't want to talk about it. All I can say is I... I mean, oh, was Enter there a week Val- match? Enter Valencia fell down. The the breeze knocked him down so many times, and it, it paid off in the end. I'm, there was I'm a proud midweek match that was important. <clears throat> Going into Sunday's matches, Bournemouth <laughs> nil. Oh, sorry, was there something else you want to say about Ogbonna? Only Brian? that Ogbonna is, uh, was injured for a long stretch, long stretch of the first segment. Now back, potentially, based on midweek performance, you have to think, he's probably earned himself a spot. At least, you know, I go have to see who starts this weekend, but probably earns a spot. Five dollars and forty cents gets you Agbana, who is uh, that's cheap. Who is a who is a potential? That's a, a so, guy. He he has uh, Van Anholt type uh, quality available. So you're saying really cheap after a long stretch on the bench? Yeah, he's now ready for a long stretch in on the field. Yeah, you get a long stretch with especially with. A lot of the West Ham players, you get that same kind of thing as you do with Tottenham. With a who do you choose? That's a hard thing, to, and you're only making it worse with Agbana. But I get yeah. it. You're exactly right. It's I mean, a cheap defender, which which yeah. you're oftentimes looking for. At least 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good knowledge to have. All right. If he's going to score goals, it's even better. Yes. All right. Gosh, I was not expecting that. All right. Going into the Sunday matches, just for a bit before we talk about the, the crap Saturday matches. Uh, Bournemouth nil, Arsenal 2. Urzel and the Ox putting in the goals. Yes. Peter Cech keeping them out in the other end of the pitch. This not was, a bad day. Listen, it's always a good day when, for me when Arsenal wins. Um, Bournemouth could have put some goals in the net now for Peter Cech, though. The last, the last minute of ex- or in the injury time exchange, Cech had two saves that were fantastic. One yep. of them, you know, was a was a point blank, sort of a, a, a kick reaction that was just ridiculous. And then uh, the second one, he kind of had a beat on. I was completely nervous. Arsenal needed, uh, Arsenal needed a victory. They. It's funny, <clears throat> Wenger has, I feel like this year has changed tactics a little bit, where before Arsenal would be up 2-0, and they wouldn't change much. I feel like they would continue to push forward and push forward. Now they definitely seem to be, once they get a lead, even of a goal or two goals, they definitely seem to be content to sit back and look to hold the clean sheet. And um, that can be a little nervy at times, because I think they're at their best when they're going forward. Um, but they're able to do it. I'm tired of seeing Flamini play. It makes me annoyed. We have Conklin on the bench that is, is I guess they say he's not completely 100% fit yet. I have to believe he starts this week. Flamini should have gotten the red card. Yeah, I was going to say, who had the better uh, non-call uh, major foul this weekend, Gomez or Flamini? Yeah, Flamini should have gotten like ejected. Feel like uh, foul on Dan Gosling. Um, it just, it's, you know, it's annoying. But Flamini is annoying to me. I mean, I'm glad to have him on the team, I guess, but I'm ready to see see the full team come back. Yeah, but, for his investment recommendations. Well, he's quite the scientist, yeah. if you don't know what he does off the field. Um, Google him. Possession, Burnmouth 51, Arsenal 49. And I Surprising. think that I, I, I'm almost po- positive Arsenal, for the most most of the first half, dominated it uh, and held most possession. And Burnmouth then the second half after Arsenal had the lead. So, um, Don't jump ship on Benicophobi. No. There's always going to be a tough slog against Arsenal. They play at home uh, to, against Stoke this coming week. I could easily see him getting back on the score sheet. I could too. That was definitely my worst call of the week. Uh, I was wrong. I thought for sure he would have scored. Honestly, he I never wouldn't have had been surprised. Sh- I wouldn't have been surprised if he had, but you're, yeah, you're right. Once the match started, you realized this. Like, he happen. never had, it almost looked like, he, he looked like the, the lights were too bright for him, that sort of type of a thing. Like, he never even had many good chances. And that could have been just because Arsenal was keen on him. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, I, I don't, uh, listen, he's been good. His last three out of four games he scored, he started five and, and scored in three of those. I definitely would expect that coming this week with them playing home to Stoke. Um, as we know, Stoke has not been good. So, indeed, I would expect a phobie to look good, and I would expect Daniels to look good. And da- Daniels looked pretty good going forward. In fact, he had a... Speaking of looking good, can I just cut you off for a second? And Are we going to mention Giroud? No. Oh. No. He looks good. He does. I like Drew. He does look, he, he he does look good. He looks really good. He's got good. beard going right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all love to hate because we want to be him, Olivier Giroud. But, uh, no. So, there, there are no managers who are as young or as young-looking as Eddie Howe, Bournemouth. Eddie Howe, Bournemouth. And so, I realized something as I was watching this match. Yeah. I realized that Matt Ritchie looks just like Eddie Howe. Now maybe that's not actually true. Maybe all of my bleach blonde, maybe all my bleach blonde Caucasian men look alike, you know. And so I'm just getting this wrong. But I swear to you, I felt like they looked exactly the same. I'm convinced. You, you could convince me. You could convince me that Eddie Howe and Matt Ritchie switch places at halftime so that Eddie Howe can get on the pitch and 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 perform. You know, I'm gonna get, have to look this yeah. up. I'm convinced it's possible. So anyway, I am I am I have high value on the Richie Howe lookalike contest. Just just saying for fantasy purposes, that that's something to look All into. Right, for fantasy purposes, and I've owned Ozil from the get the second segment, but I've lost you money. You really on. did? Yeah. You, you went with him? Yeah, to start oh. the segment, I did. Okay. Now it, Homer. it, it has been. Expensive? It was expensive, and it, and you're right. Both you both are right. It's expensive, <laughs> and it's a Homer pick. Agreed. 
Um, no, I had him. I, I, I'm saying it's a good move. I just think he was really expensive. What I will say is this. Did so I mention he's expensive? He was. You did. A long stretch expensive. Um, his last five games, 3-0-3-4-10. I think, I think going forward, he kind of had a little bit of a slump. I think he's coming out of that. He definitely looked like he had some fire underneath his britches this past week. Didn't he have a foot thing? I mean, was that part of it? Like Antonio Fungus? Antonio Fungus? So probably? many of these footballers are, like, fragile. No, no, there was I a Super Bowl commercial for that. I did not. Fungus? I don't yeah. know that I had heard Tonel Fungus as Who's as paying the Super Bowl issue? spot to, for Toe Fungus? Um, I don't know what it was called, but it had an X in it, I think. Like all medication. Good medications. If, it, if it's good, it has an X in its name. Amazing. Our, well, my point being this. Ozil, when I bought him at the beginning segment, was 10. He mm-hmm. has dropped... To nine point five, mm-hmm. and but if you're planning on keeping him, it doesn't really matter. No, I am keeping him. I guess what I'm saying is, there's a little bit of value. Like mm-hmm. if you're looking at sure. an expensive player, everyone's probably gonna have some form of expensive players where where you're getting them. Um, and I'll, I'll say this: the upcoming schedule for Arsenal is not easy. Okay, they they have they're obviously listed this weekend, game of the weekend. Then United, Swansea. At Tot- at United, Swansea, at Tottenham. United and Tottenham have been good defensively all year. Yeah. So is Lister. So three of the next four games are not great. So maybe now is not the time to buy Ozil. But I'm just saying... If if he struggles, the value is only going to drop a little bit more. And then you buy and him then for the And then after the Tottenham game... On the flip side, positive, you know, to look at it optimistically, if there's going to be a goal scored in those matches against those difficult defenses, Ursula's probably going to set him up. He will have something to do with it. Yeah. In fact, if you look at most of the goals that have been scored this this year, he has had something to do with it. Either him or Giroud. In fact, you know, I I sold Giroud this week, but he did have an assist this past weekend. I was trying to to get some money as to gain some uh, Robert Huth. I gained a Robert Huth this week. Mm-hmm. I also gained personally a Scott Dan, who I who You're I just renamed. now buying on Scott Dan. Uh, Scott Dan is what. <laughs> My issue with him is because every week I see him score and I don't have him on my team. I'm like, Scott, damn, again. And he's not on my team. So guess what? Scott, damn, is now on my team. And I'm, I'm now, predicting an injury this week. Now I'll be celebrating. I will be celebrating Scott, damn, when he scores. You hope he scores. I. Because you'll be saying that you'll be using that now as I'll a, be, an expletive. Now I'll mother. be cursing yes. the other way if he doesn't score because now I have him on my team. Love oh it. my gosh! I, what is going on with this guy? He is a defender that is like it's not even set pieces, and he's up attacking the goal. I, they just should move him to striker. I think that Palace should just move Scott Dam to striker. <laughs> And and that might cure all their problems. Well, there aren't any other players right now in Palace worth buying. Oh my gosh! So it's certainly possible that we're not even talking Palace yet. I'm sorry. I that's got all right. No, no, you're good. You're good. I like your, I like the passion. I like it. Keep bringing that. Things it's are good. so annoying. God no, damn. It is the worst when a guy that we, especially since we've been doing this for a few weeks now, when we talk about players and say keep an eye on him and then we don't put them like we don't listen to our own advice all the time Brian already referenced it yes and you you told me on the phone yeah if we should only take our own advice we would be great at fantasy <laughs> soccer <laughs> all, right. all right Chelsea won Manchester United did well, you want to talk you want to talk about more well no I well I just would no you're just, all in on Bournemouth man no a, a phobia and Daniels I don't know if there's yeah. anyone else you're looking at to own um Eddie Howe Anyhow, slash Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie gets a, if there's a coach, a coach. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm looking at everything. So let, let's move on. That's I, all right. I, that's all right. Let's move on. Chelsea won. Manchester United won. One. All right. Real quick. I'm, I'm, okay, yeah. Lingard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's quality. He's, he's in line right now. He's his, goal was, his goal was excellent. The goal was Deli yeah. Ali-esque from a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was a quick turn shot in rhythm off the bounce. And, and a great smoked. and a great slow motion goal. You see the ball nearly graze the side of the woodwork, mm. and it doesn't touch it. Goes straight into the net. Yeah, it was really along nice. with the keep, along with uh, yeah, Courtois. with Courtois, just just a few weird hand and gigantic face diving. Yeah, missing. 
obviously, uh, you're right. Lingard is he's he's on form right now, and uh, you know he's still he's he's someone worth taking a, a good look at. Without looking, Brian, what do you think Lingard's price is? I would guess he's somewhere around six. Annoying. Six dollars. I wanted you to get wrong. <laughs> no, but no. see, six point one. Like that's so cheap for a midfielder. And you know his last five games. No. I nine, don't. four, three, eight, or ten, eight. The yeah, guy who quality. I, the, uh, yet again, we could talk about. There's two people that that, you, that I was going to attach to Marco Arnautovic. Uh, since I, since we mentioned Stoke, I, I was going to say that Arnautovic is one of those guys, still really high scoring for the season, but but not but, do- but right now, same thing. One of those guys that you could easily drop and still gain some money to go down to. He's he since he's so much. He's more expensive than Lingard. Lingard, you, you can do it without losing any money. I mean, you gain you gain you gain a little bit to go to go to Lingard. That's a move that I think I'll be making. Will you actually do that? I think I will, but I you know how it's just it's just, it's hard to actually work. do this. You know, we we can talk about it all day. It's just hard to make these moves. I had a problem this this past week. Yes. And I, I was looking <laughs> to make changes, and I was looking at it, and I was like. I liked the five midfielders that I had. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out who I wanted. I know. To I want drop, six midfielders. Considering yeah. <laughs> what we're doing going forward. Like, I didn't feel like dropping Ali or Erickson. No. I didn't want to drop Antonio either because I feel like there's major value in yeah. Antonio. And then uh, Ozil and Barkley. Those are my five midfielders. And it's like, who do I drop there to add a Lingard? I mean, I could, I could drop an Erickson and gain a ton of money adding Lingard. Maybe that's the move. Maybe that's the proper fantasy to move. I just can't seem to make myself do it. Yeah, yeah that's hard. always the question. I'm concerned about Chelsea for two reasons. One, Kurt Zuma probably have. Why would the you year. ever be concerned yeah. about Chelsea? I'm, I'm not actually concerned. I'm just I'm trying to allow for Chelsea fans to listen. If they can finish in the bottom half of the table, <laughs> I mean, they're already there. And I, they're not losing, but they're not winning either. They're, so they're they just, just kind of staying. They stay the, right above West Brom. They they keep staying one place above West Brom. Think about what you just said. <laughs> I know. I know. It's great. They're just above West Brom. A West Brom team that doesn't have any type of offensive player. No. no. Chelsea cannot get off the mat. I'm and actually. they keep getting lucky. I know. They're lucky goals. That, that, yeah, the Costa. draw that they got with Everton. Luck. Yeah. Terry was offsides. Mm-hmm. This draw that they got with United, it was squeaked it out at it home. It was a good goal. Squeaked it out at home. I mean, Costa Diego got a good goal. I'm actually, you know, so Kurt Zuma's out for the year, so uh, you know, obviously. You hate to see that. I, I truly hate Zuma. Is a fantastic player, probably someone who's looking to play in the Euros mm. this summer yeah, as well. Maybe. And um, one of the I'm pretty sure Roy Hodgson was at that match too. He watched Zuma's knee. Is Roy Hodgson coaching the French team? <laughs> is Zuma French? Yes. I thought he was English. <laughs> no. Should have done my research. Zuma is French. But um <laughs> But Giroud's gonna start for England up front, right? <laughs> Giroud See, uh, I know that one. Giroud along with uh Kabai and um I think Payette. England and, and, is gonna be great this yeah. summer. By the way, Payette's French too. I just I didn't actually know that, but Payette is French as well. Which again, he might get a run at uh at some Euro time. Anyways, we'll, we'll, like that matters. Um, Chelsea, and I guess what I was gonna say, I hate to see anyone with Zuma's talent. Yeah, and I hate Chelsea take an injury like that. But Zuma has been really, really good for them. Yeah, really good. I'm also really worried because the um, it, it really seems as if the bromance between Diego Costa and John Terry is in trouble. Did in you trouble? did you see them celebrate? There it was, was an awkward celebration. There was angry love. Angry love. It was like a mixture of "I hate you, but I love you." Let's just go ahead and make this work for one more day. Come on, let's be. A, Terry's been at Chelsea his whole career. Yeah, he has to not like Costa. I agree. I mean, he has to feel like the Costa is a liability every time they step on the field. It's the it's the worst catch twenty two. He's the only chance probably you have at scoring other than a, a William free kick, and he hasn't done that in two months, and yet. He's such a liability as well, Costa. All right, let's go through the rest of these matches. Well, I was only going to say that I thought that some of those other guys, that Oscar, Oscar, William, and Fabregas were all all good. They I mean, looked they, good. They all looked I, good, but, but they I don't exactly give you it. anything. I felt yeah. like when United dropped back, 
later in the second half, Chelsea started getting speed, they started getting rhythm, and they started finding things only after United, I felt like, backed off and started to try to protect their one nothing lead. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, those guys are very expensive. Oscar, $6.70. Lillian's really the only guy still, still, after all this time. Their name, their brand names only. They're not yeah. giving you any value. For me, I'm not, the only person looking to play would, might be Costa. Yeah, now that he's scored, you never know. But still, at 8.3, I'd rather have Rooney. I'd rather have Giroud. I'm still a lot having guys. a phobia. Yeah, there's over a lot Costa. of guys who I'd rather have yep. other than Costa. All right, Stoke nil, Everton three. <laughs> the Stoke slide continues. Wow. Uh, at this point, yeah, Butland should be gone. If he hasn't yeah. been yet, this is the week to get rid of him. There's other keepers out there. He's. It's not his fault entirely. It's it's the, the team. It's whatever happened, I don't know what yeah. Mark Hughes did, but something has happened there. Yeah. It is not good. Three goals conceded a piece in the last three matches, nine total, and obviously the the math on that three times three. Uh, yeah. Last clean sheet four weeks ago against Arsenal. Dave, care to comment? Well, that's um, you would. That's the last time Stoke was considered to be good. Yeah. After that, they have fallen apart. Yeah, I, I, on Jack Butland, I still have him, and I think the problem is, he's it's that he's down thirty cents. He's down point three to five point seven compared to where he was before. That's that's not that's not great. You lose a good bit to have to get rid of him, and then their next four. You have their next four right there in front of you, Dave. Uh, Stokes' next four. They go. They go at Burnmouth, home Villa, home Newcastle, then at Chelsea. Not the worst no, stretch it's not. ever. They could write the. And ship. then my the other question I would have is, who you'd have to only go down from Butland. That's true. Which at this point and is there's no one. There's no one value wise there. Fabianski. No. I don't no. think so. Mark Bunn. Maybe. Maybe. But no. But no, exactly. Aston How Villa. could you do that to yourself? <laughs> your, the How could Villa? you do that to Brad Guzan? Exactly, and that's the other question. Simone Minion Lay. I don't. No. Of course. <laughs> Flappy Bird. Of course not. No. So, Flappy Bird. So that's the thing. I, that's that's part of the take your own advice se- segment of the podcast is looking at the to think about that. You is, missed on Butlin last week. You missed on selling Butlin if you still have Butlin. You missed on selling Butlin directly. Straight up for Fraser Forster, I think that if you care at all, that would have to haunt you, as it haunts me. Yeah, I, it, there's no Stoke players that I'm looking to play right now. No, I've sold our knowledge. I think that's excellent yeah. advice on Butlin, Brian. Yeah. Hold Butlin, I think only because you have to, because it can only go up from here. If Shawcross comes back, maybe they, you know, he was a huge piece yeah. for them, and he's he's nearing fitness. Right. <laughs> Uh, I just don't if you know still what... have him, you, you bench him and you play Forster. Yeah, instead. same same problem with like Glenn Johnson, who was really who was also really good. It was a really good value, and he still was decent to start the year, and then yeah. uh, and now this uh, the plummet is is full on. This is why I'm not. You can only take so much from from season totals, right? Because we're talking about starting Fraser Forster, who has 38 points in ESPN scoring for the season. Granted, he didn't play. I know, sure. But you're, you're, we're telling you play a guy who scored 38 points so far this season, yes. And bench a guy in Butland who scored 122. Yeah. Well, but that's the way it is. That's the way it is. I mean, right you now. oftentimes can, can look at stats a couple different ways. You can look at it like you just said, who's in form and who's not. And that's a perfect example. You can also look at the fact that Barkley is second in points, and overall, mm-hmm. and uh, second to Morris and is someone who plays every single week. And to get your points out of Barkley, you need to play him every week. In other words, if you're going to get the value of him being the second highest scorer, if you if you sell him, buy him, sell him, buy him, you're going to miss his 16, his 14-point weeks. Mm-hmm. So you just got to – he's one of those guys where we talked about before. He's going to be there. You just just leave him in your lineup. And, and you know, Everton, you know, they scored three goals this past week. They, it, Lukaku, Coleman, and Lennon. And Lennon, and and I, that brings up Lennon because I wanted to, I want to bring Lennon up. Lennon came over in the transfer period, um, 
His last five games, 3-0, or last four games, because he's only been there for four games. 3-0, obviously he didn't play in the zero game. But his last two games, 10-10. and 10. Hmm. So, uh, Lennon's price, 5.9. So, hmm. if you're, again, looking at, at lower midfielders, Lennon has scored his last two games for Everton. And his goal, his goal was fantastic. I don't know if you saw it. He stole hmm. a pass, uh, a defender pass, hmm. Like center back to center back, Lennon kind of came out of nowhere to steal it, and then pretty much scored on a one on one with the keeper. He could have given it up to Lukaku in that one. Decided to be selfish and take it himself. Lennon said, "I scored last week. I'm scoring this yeah. week." Lukaku, you're the second leading scorer in the league, and you've already scored today on a penalty. If oh, I'm scoring, you've enough. I know that thought process went through his mind. I'm sure he did. Um, any Lukaku, he scored on a yeah. penalty, which was good. any Lukaku owners that has to. Yeah, if, you had, pl- if you played if you him. played him, if you listen to us, you shouldn't have played him because <laughs> his past form had been bad. But mm-hmm. if you didn't listen, which again can come in your favor as well sometimes. And yeah, you did Barty didn't him. score, but but Lukaku Barty didn't did. score. Mm-hmm. You know, Lukaku did. Um, so again, Lukaku at eight point nine. Right now, for me, there's other guys I'd rather have. Yeah, but if you've had him all year and you've you've stuck with him, hey, that's great. Uh, you were rewarded in this last match. Anything else from this match? I'm going to talk about Everton at the very end of the episode. You have one more thing? Okay, that's fine. The very end. So teaser. Teaser for the end of the episode. Oh, foreshadowing. Yes. Yes. All right, next match. Liverpool 2, Sunderland 2. Very no one. I love this. It's, it's I something. If you guys could see Scott jump every time he does it, it's like he forgets I'm going to do it. That's fun. I start thinking about the next match, and then all of a sudden I'm startled out of it. Scott, tell us about this next match. Um, no one's stock, no one's fantasy stock has been on more of a roller coaster ride than the Fenway Sports Group. You thought I was going to say Roberto Firmino, but I the did. Fenway. I was so excited to know what you were going to say. <laughs> and, and the Fenway Sports Group. I thought you were going to say Adam Lallana. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, the Fenway Sports Group. I mean, you know, the walkout. You have up to 10,000 fans, according to some estimates, walking out of the match. Some people saying that cost Liverpool two points when Sunderland came back and, and drew the match. Scott, what was the score when the fans walked out? 2-0. The score was 2-0. Yes. Liverpool to Sunderland. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. In the 77th minute. I really, I really don't 80, want to dwell what, on what this. What happened in the 82nd minute? Um. Uh, well, child molester Adam, Adam Johnson scored. <laughs> I just want to say this: what a weird week for Adam Johnson. Can I, I mean, listen, this guy scores. I, ha- I haven't seen him. I didn't know he was still playing. Can you can you, can you elaborate? In the Premier League, Adam okay, Johnson. I oh well, touche. <laughs> I see you there. That could be played a couple different ways. Um, I didn't even know Adam Johnson was still on a Premier League team. And somehow he scored a soccer ball this week and and also got in trouble for scoring with a teenager oh, last boy. year. I, what a weird headline. I, I thought maybe Speaking that was roller coasters. something from The Onion or something. But no, that was right off the Daily Mail. Him walking into the courthouse pleading guilty wow. to, never heard this term, it must be an English term, to he pretty much... Uh, Kissing and touching a 15-year-old, but they called it grooming. I thought hmm. that was interesting. I didn't know if maybe there was, I don't know, if a, a, you know, a dog involved grooming or something weird. I don't know. But no, the, the whole thing was weird. And he was in the headlines multiple <laughs> Including times. the last 60 seconds right now of our lives. Yeah, no kidding. You'll never get those back. <laughs> Adam Johnson scores on a, yes. on a free kick that Flappy Bird should have stopped. Flappy Bird should have oh, stopped. Goodness. Right? I yeah. mean, it wasn't like that was tough. No. And then... Defoe scores a great goal in the 89th minute a great, with yep. with he scores. Colo Torre holding onto Defoe's left arm. <laughs> Literally, like, two hands on his arm, sort of pulling him down, but Defoe was using that as, like, just a way to pivot around to get the shot off. Defoe got it done. I mean, if you're playing Defoe, he's, he's a, a lower-cost uh, play. Um, he's, he's, he's scoring. He's scoring, he's scoring for some, and he's in the yeah. lineup consistently. So he's he's someone who provides some value. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting. Obviously, uh, you know the first thing that you said too when the match was still at two nil was this is Firmino's on week, and he proved that to be the case. A goal and assist again this week. Best call of the week. 
We do get some right. We get we do get some right. Lalana scoring the other goal. Milner providing the assist to Firmino on the first goal. Ref and re-referencing something. Did any of us play Firmino? I did not. I did not. I don't know. I, him. I don't know not, him. And I don't own him. <laughs> so know? we made a fantastic call the last two weeks on when to play and when to play, yet none of us are listening. So listening going forward, and I just want to reference Firmino's last five weeks. 14-3, So as tempting <laughs> as it is to play Firmino this week at Villa, don't play him. Save him for Everton in two weeks. The Derby. Save him for the Derby, and you will be happy. Obviously, we could be wrong, but I'm telling you, the last five weeks is pretty interesting. The Firmino on off. So keep that in mind going forward. Can we move on from Liverpool? Hold on. Oh. Patrick Van Anholt still looked dangerous. Brian, he got the hockey assist. Yeah, sure did. They set up that Jermaine Defoe, the pass before the pass that got yep. to Jermaine Defoe. More Van Anholt, but I, I don't know how. The same guy, same thing with him, with a lot of other people. I don't know how, as defenders go, for the, for the price. I don't know how you don't just kind of leave him in there. No, you have to, because like, like we reference every week, he looks so dangerous getting down the sidelines. You'll, and you'll take the two from him. With the the risk of him also getting the ten or eleven, absolutely. And I know that I probably put too much stock into this, but I I put a lot into the relegation battle. Like they are going to fight for goals, they're going to fight for points in each match, so they're going to keep they're going to keep attacking. Through, Sun, Sunderland has looked better than the than the other regulation. Regulation, what's wrong with me? Relegated, it's, it's relegated. Close. Thank you. Similar letters. Um, they looked way better. In my opinion, than the other than the other mm -hmm. teams, it's true that they're fighting against. Yeah, especially these last two, and you know they've only earned one point from them, but they might be able to turn that around. This are are early you playing Lalana? Probably not. I mean, there's no one else. No. To play. No. From the Liverpool side. No, not even the Fenway Sports Group after deciding to freeze their ticket prices for the next two seasons. So they're going to be lo Scott, you were telling me earlier. They're going to lose money. Yeah, I went from feeling, I don't know, I, I felt, as the match was going on, I felt like a, a child whose parents were separating. Mm. The fans from the club yeah. were, were, were separating, and, and you know the fans are our mom and the Fenway Sports Group are dad. And, uh, and it, wasn't it wasn't a happy moment. It was, it was, and, then, and then we... Gave up two goals in the process, so it was even worse. You know what? Good. You know what? What we can take from that, Scott? Nothing good comes out of a separation. That's right. Right. That's Nothing right. good. The separation happened. There was some little turmoil there. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Mom let Dad back into the house last night. Fenway Sports Group froze their ticket prices. Now they went through this elaborate explanation of how they thought they did everything right. They met with various fan groups to try to make sure they did it right, and. Uh, and in the end, they decided to freeze ticket prices, even though that means they're not going to be able to reimburse themselves for the money that they've spent. Yeah. All right. Newcastle and West Brom. Not a lot to say about this one. Newcastle getting the win 1-0. Mitrovic with the goal. Yeah. Going back to what we said earlier, Wijnaldum <coughs> um, is the fourth mm. overall in total points, but horrible form. Mm. He came real close. Mm. He was at he was at home. He thought maybe he might he might do some good, but yeah, yeah. no. And everyone on West Brom looks disinterested. Anichi yeah. B has terrible body language. Bear, he know we know why he has terrible body language. It, it there's there, no one there with. There's playing. no one that I'm playing. Excuse me. There's no one I'm playing on either team. Um, you know, West Brom had seven shots, zero on target. Again, another game. Terrible. That the Newcastle keeper. It used to be cruel, and I don't know who it is currently. It doesn't matter. But could have not been in goal, pretty much. Swansea. Versus Palace, one-one draw. Swansea uh, getting their goal from once again. Sigurdsson, Gilfie Sigurdsson, and mm -hmm. Crystal Palace from Scott Dan. Mm -hmm. This one, uh, we've been. I mean, Scott we could have called this one. We could have called this one. Sigurdsson and Dan sure. are on the goal. We we practically did not to pat ourselves on the back, but the form continues for both men. Sigurdsson, anyone started? Nope, but I am now. <laughs> one week another, too late. Another example. Prior to, could have gone. You could have basically traded straight up Arnautovic for Sigurdsson. That's and earned a you lot. You are hurting and, my heart. And today. earned a lot more. You wow. could have earned a few dimes on that transfer, and now it is not a it's, possible it's transfer. Arnautovic dropped. 
It's almost like well, a, Arnautovic has only dropped in overall value. Sigurdsson has, because yeah, of his form, has gained sure. has has catapulted past. Sigurdsson's last five games: nine, three, eight, nine, nine. Keep scoring. Mm. He keeps scoring goals. Four th- those four higher scores, he scored a goal, and there's no reason to think that's going to stop. Although he is going up against Fraser Forster this week. Yep. That's and what's going. Who's going to win that battle? The Sigurdsson or Forrester? That's going to be my money's on Forrester. Makes that game. It makes it interesting. Yeah, not, yeah. Not watchable. That makes that a little little watchable. Swansea's upcoming schedule: Southampton at Tottenham at Arsenal, Norwich. Their next three games very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Swansea and Palace are both kind of on the up. I felt like this result was probably valid. The one-one draw. Um, I felt like both had kind of been slumping a little bit. Palace has struggled since Balaze has been out of the lineup. Yeah, um, Balaze. Yeah. But they, they looked a little bit better this game. So, um, I don't know. I don't, they, could not, hit a, they could hit a run at the end, and we could be talking about some of their players for the last four I've already five gone on my Scott weeks. Dam rant. Yeah. And now I'll yeah. probably continue to reference it now that I am a Scott Dam owner. Mm-hmm. Um Palace's upcoming schedule, Watford at West Brom, at Sunderland, Liverpool. If they're ever going to break out of a slump. It's now. It's now. And Scott Dan as being their strafender. Um, <laughs> you know, start, start playing Scott Dan. If you don't have him in your lineup, make, get him in your lineup. Because, again, he's only get, he's 6.2 right now. He's only going to be gaining in value. Yeah. I, I'm just telling you. No question. And then, uh, finally, Aston Villa to Norwich nil. We've already talked about how there's no one worth playing in either of these clubs at this point. But Aston Villa gets a big three points just, if for no other reason than to make the relegation battle, just a little bit more interesting. Lescott and Egbon Lahore score the goals. It's like it was 2006 all over again. Yeah, win the world. Um, Lescott, the hair on top of his head, is as Egbon Lahore's hair is on his face. Just shave that off already, please. They're professionals. Mm. They make a but paycheck. But they play for Villa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looking... Uh, you had something, Brian? Nope. All right, looking ahead to this coming weekend. Uh, this could be a weird scoring weekend. I just want to... I want to close on this note. Uh, this could be a weird scoring weekend... Um, you have the top four all playing each other. Yeah. Arsenal at home against fantastic. Leicester. Going to be great for for theater. Uh, Man City is, is home against Tottenham. It's hard to predict what's going to happen in those matches, though. A lot of times when you have these top clubs playing each other, you get lower-scoring affairs. So conventional wisdom says you might get lower-scoring from the top four. Right. There's nothing conventional about this season, though, especially Leicester City, so you never really know what you're going to get. You still need to you know, probably play your top players, but you might. it might be a down week for everyone across your league. Especially because, no, that's a valid point. It's a really, really valid point. Um, our, I don't know what to expect in the Leicester-Arsenal game. Obviously, I'd love to see <clears> Arsenal <throat> win, uh, and I will be rooting for that. I will also say this. Lister, Arsenal's the only team that has given Lister big problems this year. Arsenal beat them 5-2 to two the first time they played them. So, um, it will be interesting to see. And that, and that was, was at the King Power Stadium. King Power. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how things develop this weekend. Alistair coming off a huge win at City. You know, they're going to be feeling the spotlight. If the spotlight wasn't on them, if they didn't feel it before this, they're they're feeling it. Letdown match, you think? Letdown? I don't know if it's going to be letdown. It's going to be one of those that, I don't know, it's going to be really interesting. Listen, some teams play better against others. And and I don't know, it it won't surprise me if Walcott starts and Jeruz comes off the bench because they look to expose Huth and Morgan at the back. Um... I think, though, to your point, and we don't need to get too deep into this as we are tight on time, um, to your point, a lot of the top players that you're going to be playing in your fantasy lineups play in the top four teams. Those top four matches might be lower scoring. So be aware aware of that. The other reason why scoring might be down real fast is because a lot of top half teams are playing at bottom half teams, stadiums. And so you might see a bit of a of an uphill climb for some of the top half teams playing on the road this mm-hmm. week. For instance, Man United is at Sunderland. You have Watford at Palace. You have West Ham at Norwich. Southampton at Swansea. Uh, Liverpool at Villa. Yeah. You never know. It's you a know, really good point. But you have a lot. Of, the one club in the top half that's playing at home against the bottom half club this week, and this is this is one I, I could be way wrong on this, but this is my bold prediction. 
Everton might be the club to have the biggest week. If you've got Everton players, they are home playing West Brom. Everyone else has a little bit less than favorable matchup this weekend. Yeah. You might get more points from your Everton players. It's a really good player. I'm, Barkley, uh, I have. I might also be captaining this week. It's an excellent, excellent That is exactly call. right. That might be the right call. Ryan, anything else? No, I think it was a pretty uh, interesting day. Listen, if you don't have Scott, damn, you should. That's what, I'm, that's, that's what I should say. On that note... Until next time, have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the games. Into the coffee.